What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another weekly Scale Riders podcast episode. This is episode number 169. I am your host, 65 Lokes, covering model car culture from around the world. There's no guests on this episode. This is a solo one. Just me and you. Everybody tuned in. Don't worry. It's like getting into a car, doing some long distance driving, and all you have is an AM station. No music, just talk. That's all we got. But it's all good because I got you guys covered. I'm going to be diving into RC stuff, diecast stuff, 124 scale stuff, what I've been up to, and building, you know, all this stuff, all this stuff. So let's just go right ahead and uh, dive right into it. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys are well. Staying busy, for sure. You got to keep the mind busy, you know. Building definitely is a must. But even though if you cannot build, at least you could admire and cheer and root for your homies, everybody out there in the community that's building, killing it right now, just doing a bunch of stuff, you know, pushing that envelope, moving everything forward. So this last weekend, as you guys know it, we had the NNL West that just happened. 2022 went down in the month of June. If you listen to the previous episode, we had the guest Roy that was on. Thank you. An OG right there. You know, a member of NNL West. He talked about his history and everything. If you have not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to episode number 168. It was fun talking to him. And I do hope that I get to meet him at a future one. So next year, I know they're going to most likely go back to the regular schedule in January. I'm going to do everything what I can to plan ahead to make sure that I will be there and I'll most likely be vending, you know. I would also like to participate with the model builds, bring them out, display them and stuff like that. But if anything, I might even just display them on my table, you know, to pretty much promote the the tools that were used, the paints, you know, splash paints, shout out to splash paints. Everything that, that uh, goes into this build, you know, keeping it in-house as uh, some people would say, you know, and, you know, we're, we're going to dive into a, a build that I've been working on, you know, but the NNL West was last week, you know, I was not able to go, but I was excited and I also was like a little torn because I was like, I wish I could have been there. I talked to, you know, a lot of my friends in the model car community, you know, not all of them were there. Like from what I know, it's like half were, half weren't, you know, some of them live far in other states that couldn't make it. And, I mean, a lot has to do, obviously, with the the change. And, I mean, it's not their fault in in NOS. You know, they have to take the date that's available. And sometimes, you know, you don't have enough time to plan. And other friends in Southern California were able uh, to make it out there, and especially the ones in Northern. The good thing is they blessed us with some photos. So we did get to see photographs of builds, some cars that I have not seen yet that I'm quite excited about because... I mean, it's the middle of the year, and I know those cars are not going to be retired this year. So next year, for sure, they will be on display again. So I'm looking forward to that. But it was exciting. I mean, you you got to see a variation of cars, uh, which is something that the uh, NNL West brings to the table. It's a very chill, laid-back environment, but at the same time, you get to see all the model builders that are showcasing their skills. 
what they're into, their favorite colors. You know, you get to see all these things. And at the same time, you know, there's these opportunities where you get to meet them, you know, talk to them. I know it's not the case all the time, but the opportunity's there. And I know for sure there's some people that have not seen each other in a while that most likely, you know, hit it off, chopped it up, and probably introduce other people. That's just how it goes, you know. Sometimes we don't get to meet until after, you know, after we start seeing those photos. You know, it always happens. We go, oh, man, I was there too, you know. But now you know, and hopefully the next one, we connect, we lock it down. We're, You know, it, it's just the relationship just gets more, more deeper, like we're, you know, more cooler as you go. And then next, you know, it's like you feel very comfortable and happy to attend because now it's like you know everybody who's there you know, in the building. So that's awesome that that went down. There was another show that had gone down as well out in um, San Diego area, Carlsbad. I was not there at that show. I just like barely found out about it. And I think when I found out about it, it was already going down. So, I mean, I know, you know, uh, you can find out about a lot of these shows on Facebook. I'm not really too much on Facebook per se, like, I'm not really, like, posting, going crazy, I do have my Instagram account connected to Facebook, so if I ever post on Instagram, it shoots all that information directly into Facebook, but I'm not, like, logged in, you know, from my computer, planning posts, or whatever, like, I don't, you know, I do, I did make a group, you know, like, a year ago, and even that, I mean, it's active, but I'm not, you know, I'm not really on there as much, um, because, you know, mostly everybody is on Instagram that I communicate with. And it just seems a lot more easier to open up the app. I feel like every time I open up Facebook, it's like I have to jump through hoops to get to the content, to get to what I want to see, you know. And there's just too much stuff. It's all over the place. And with Instagram, now it's a little bit more shaped, you know, uh, with who you're following, the suggestions and and, you know, your friends will DM you like, hey, check this post out or check out this video or check out this reel. So you're more connected, more in, in tune to what's going down in a daily basis or even like every like minute. It's kind of a trip. But, yeah, you know, these shows, they, they go down. And, I mean, it's it sucks that they don't really get promoted everywhere, you know. And, you know, it, it's like a lot of the times people will say well i mean if i didn't hear about it or, I, or whatever like i guess the show didn't go down i don't know I, I don't know about it you know and and only a few people know and some people do and you know sometimes promoters might be like man like you know what what do we do to get more people involved or what or the hobby they think that the hobby's dying because of that and it's like it, it's just i feel like the promotion just wasn't it just wasn't executed right you know and you, you have to kind of just be all over the place, like promoting. But you also have to connect with the people, too, though. I feel like I feel like you have to if you have an organization and if you're throwing shows, you have to somewhat connect with the people that are attending your shows, you know, even if it's not like in person, but connect with them on social media, you know, have have a page for it on Instagram. You know, it's so easy. Just do it that way or Twitter, whatever, you know, if you want to go Facebook, cool, go Facebook, you know, but connect with the peeps though, like for sure. And, you know, it it's not hard to spread the word, but you also need to connect 
you know, with, with companies and, and different things. And I'm not talking about the big companies that are like, you know, making model kits or tools, nothing like that. It's more like groups or even people that do the build-offs, you know, stuff like that. Like, to me, those those are very legitimate groups that are established through the years, and, and they got a lot of people involved in there as well. So definitely don't slack off on the promoting side of things. Uh, spread the word because especially if you want to make a lot more noise or you want people to come out. I mean, people are hungry. People want to go out. People want to definitely you know showcase their stuff people want to compete people want to travel you know and you know when especially when it comes to a model car show it's it's uh it's super relaxing you know there there's not that many shows that are going down like every week you know i I wish there was you know that'd be awesome like a nice little getaway a little escape you know but we don't really get that too much so we have to kind of you know plan ahead and see what's up because it's hard to just wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I just found out today's a show. I'm, I'm going to go. I mean, for some people that works, if you're like single, you know, but when you got a family, you got a lady, you got kids or you got pets, who's going to take care of your dog? Who's going to feed them all day when you're gone? You know, you got to like plan all this out. You got to make sure you got everything covered. So this way, when you're at the show, you feel comfortable, you know, you feel like, all right, like I deserve to be here because I did all my chores, I did everything I handled, I paid the rent, you know, everything's cool, we're good, you know, there's groceries in the fridge, we got gas in the car, we're good, let's do it, you know, but other than that, you know, we, we just need that more time, so now, you know, this year has flown by quick, we're already going to be in July, like, you know, soon, it, it's coming up, this whole year is going to go by quick, but at the same time, we just have to take advantage of like every day that we get and we got to enjoy every day. You know, uh, we just got to be like happy that, damn, like I'm waking up and I can move. I could like my body's not hurting, you know, like I'm good. You know, uh, if you're feeling like that, like for sure, you know, make the best of it. You know, enjoy things with your family. Enjoy things, you know, with significant other you know, anything, dude, even if it's just like your pets, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, enjoy everything that you got going on. And, you know, when you have that time to work on your model, it's like if you carry that energy with you, that like really like it. But I'm not saying like where you have to be super happy, like it's kind of freaky, like kind of scary. Because sometimes there's some people that are a little too happy and that kind of that could be a little too scary. Right. You got to be in the middle. You got to be like in the middle. You got to be like a C average. Let's say like a, if, it, if it came down to grades, right? I don't want to be an A student, but you also don't want to be an F or D student. Keep it at a C. If you keep it at a C, low profile right there. So keep it right there. And, um, you know, you start working on your stuff and you have that positive mindset and everything. It's like, for sure, we already have to know in our in our heads right now that the minute we open up a model car kit and we're going to work on it, we know we're going to run into problems. We know for sure it's going to happen. So we, at this point, you know, unless if you're new, you know, it's your first model, you're in for a big surprise. But let's just say you've been doing this for years. You got 10 years under your belt, 5, 20, 30, don't matter. You're going to run into problems. And sometimes too, I mean, you know, we like to, you know, talk about, that kid, like, oh, I don't like that kid. That kid's terrible. Or, 
oh, I don't, I don't like this brand because they always do this or that or whatever, right? But what if, I mean, think about this. What if the dude designing it, right? The dude designing the, the kid, laying out the tree, they did all the fittings and everything, and everything fits great, right? Where it gets approved, you know, the, the, the CEOs, everybody, the executives, uh, you know, everybody's like super psyched. Yeah, they approve, green light. Let's, let's put this into production. And what if the dude designing it is like, oh, I'm going to go back into the files and I'm going to like move this uh, a few centimeters to the left and this one up to the right. Kind of just switching everything up, right? Without no one knowing. It just to be like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to test the, the model builders. We're going to test the fans right here. See if anybody catches this. And the next thing you know, you're putting everything and you're noticing like things are off. You're like, what the heck? All that's going to do is like obviously produce a problem for some people it's going to be a headache but for others they're going to be like all right um based on the skills that i've learned through the years um I, I know i think i know what i need to do to execute this to fix this and you end up doing it and you feel good you know you never know man it could be like a challenge and you also got to think like look how video games were back in the day right when you start thinking about video games in the 80s into the 90s, especially like Nintendo, like NES, you couldn't save, you start playing the game and it's like, you're all in, you know, and you, I remember some games, I wouldn't even make it past level three. And I kept trying and trying and it would get frustrating, but I would never, never make it past like level three. So I, I never knew like what was on level four or five, six or, or, or where it even took you. You know, I, I didn't know. What, what was going on? But what's so funny is now that we have YouTube, you know, you could go on there and look up, you know, somebody playing the game at a fast rate of speed and they pass the game within like 30 minutes or so. And you get to see the ending. You see, you get to see like the last boss. It's so funny. But, you know, um, going, going back to the, the model cars, it's like there's going to be issues all the time, you know. And let's just say that you do get a model out of the box and you build it and you have no problems like everything fit you know when you did the pre-fit everything fit nice you primered it, everything fit nice you painted it, it fit nice you cleared it fit nice it's like like a glove like you're like oh my god this is perfect cool but then you it it goes by fast or you get bored and you're like man i should have like took my time or later you come across another photo of the same car and it's custom or it has a wide body or it has lighter wheels that you're like, oh, man, you know, it has all these like specific things. Now, next thing you know, you know, you're either buying the model again or you're stripping it. You're doing something. Now you want to like, you know, do your own take or whatever. But I mean, it's going to happen. You're always going to run into something. And the reason why I bring this up is because I'm currently working on a high ace. I might be pronouncing it, um, you know, wrong, but the uh, the high ace. This is an Aoshima model kit that they produced, and I've always been fond of these models. The first time I saw them, just because seeing the one-on-one scale car, and it just the face of it reminds me of like. Uh, I don't know, like a like a dog, like kind of like a pug or something with a small little snout. 
you know, it's not too big. And I, the more, and, and it was just like different and quite bizarre. But then the more I looked at it, the more I got into the car. I was like, yo, this, this is like a cool little van. Like, I really like this van. You know, I wish they would sell these in the U.S., but they don't. There's other renditions, other versions, but it's not the same. It's not the like the one I would want. If they would sell those here, I would definitely buy one, and I would make it a Scale Riders van, a one-on-one scale, for sure, like a work van, definitely. I would drive that thing proud to drop off packages at the post or UPS or wherever. If I had to pick up merch, whatever, I would be so happy driving that thing. Man, I would even tell my dad, we need to buy one for the flower shop. We got to deliver flowers in that thing, you know? Have a vinyl wrap and all that. Nah, but um, so this model kit, I started on it, you know, I took it out of the box and I was looking at it. And the first thing I was noticing is uh, like the uh, where the sliding doors are on each side. It was a little indented in just a little bit slight, but I feel like it's like that just because it's somewhat just the shape of it. It's very rectangular. It's long. And this, I mean, the styrene is is the same thickness all around, but there's really just nothing really holding it in place that will make it be like super firm until you start to insert the inside of the interior and everything, you know, of the model and the chassis, all that stuff. So the, the kit, I started, you know, just kind of pulling it out and messing with it. And then I ordered uh, a wide body kit by Zoomon model based out of Hong Kong. So I mocked it up, you know, I put the pieces, I was taping them and, you know, it, it's cool, but with tape, you know, tape gets in the way. So you have to use your imagination of like, all right, this is, you know, the way it's going to look. And, you know, I was noticing that from the front fenders for the wide body, one was longer than the other. The other was smaller. The other one was just like, you know longer but i would say by about like two to three millimeters and i was like all right um i don't know maybe it won't be noticeable you know because then you know you look at it from one side and then the other and i don't know i don't, I don't think anybody's gonna really notice that so i just went ahead and i was like you know what i'm just gonna start gluing like everything on here you know, what am I doing? I'm just like, I spent the whole day, you know, like night doing this mock-up and I didn't do anything. I was just staring at it. And I, I wanted to get to work because I had that opportunity, that free time at night. So I just went ahead and I glued everything on. But then, you know, trying to match everything based on how I had it with the tape, I noticed, oh, now that I glued it, I ran into a problem. Nothing is lining up. Nothing's matching. There's gaps. You know, there, there's an issue right here. And I'm thinking like, man, I, I didn't line it up right. You know, what what's going on? So I took photos of it. And the one person who I know has built this, uh, this kit here is Cam out in New Zealand. And you guys know him as Kiwi, Kiwi's Cam's Hobbies. And I hit him up and I was like, dude, check it out. I sent him photos, you know, um, like, check this out. Doesn't it look kind of funky or like, I, I feel like I messed this up. Just look at the lineup. There's these gaps. 
and I know you built this. Did you have any issues with your car? And he sent me, he started sending me photos right away. And he was like, nah, everything fit fine. And, you know, we were talking about possibly something went wrong, maybe with the mold or just the repress of these parts, maybe, you know, who knows, you know, it could be, it could be that who knows what, you know, it could have been, or maybe just the parts shrinking, who knows. And, you know, he told me, you know, when he got his, it was like the first version when they came out with it. So everything, you know, fit perfect, like fine. He had no issues. So, you know, I was telling him, man, I, I need to take off these fenders because I already glued them on. I need to take, I can't just like pull them off. I'm going to end up breaking them. You know, so I do have, I use Bob Smith Industries glue and I use the, the, the medium, the thick. This is the one with the purple cap. And then I use the accelerator. So this thing was already like dried, like quick within seconds. But I also know that I have a, a debond. So this is the pretty much it's the one with the green cap from Bob Smith Industries that you apply to the glue and you could, you know, take the pieces apart. Or they're also it's also intended for like if you glue your fingers together and you don't want to, you know, like ripper skin or get hurt, you could apply this to to your fingers and you know, it'll loosen it and then you could get it off and you could, you know, you could separate your fingers from the glue. So I was like telling him, you know what? I do have it, but it, but it's not here in the room. I ha I have that elsewhere. So I can't even get to it right now until tomorrow. So it was almost like, man, it's, it's going to be like, that's too late. You know, this is going to be like a lost cause. So the next day I went ahead and I got the, um, the, that green, Boss Smith Industries bottle, the debonder, and I started to just pour, insert it, like I started on one side, pouring it onto the kit, but it also said that it will mar the plastic, right? Like it's going to like just start messing it up, and uh, it did work. It started to loosen up, you know, especially for the next day. I was quite surprised. It loosened it up. I started popping everything off. I was like, cool. So now what required was sanding and I had to like re-sand those areas that were glued and everything. And now I told myself, look, I'm going to glue everything back on, but I'm not going to try to like make all the pieces like touch each other to connect. I'm just going to glue the fenders where they really need to go to because before they were shifted a little bit too much to one side, too much to the other, because I was paying attention to the kit touching each other as opposed to uh, following the lines on the body that line up with the uh, fenders. So I went ahead and I did that now. I got a second chance, set it up. But now the next issue was there was gaps between the body kit. So like, let's just say the rear bumper, the sides of the rear bumper, there was a like a three millimeter or four millimeter gap with the side uh, fender of the body kit and so forth, right? So all around, all the separate pieces, they were not touching each other. They were pretty separated. So now the next thing was like, I was like, okay, I know I could fill that up with glue and put accelerator and glue and accelerator till I fill it in and sand. But I just knew that was going to take me down a rabbit hole. And I was like, I got to do something different, you know? And I started looking at my putties. I was like, what putty can I use? You know, I've used the, the, Tamaya putty before the Mr. Hobby. And I feel like those putties are cool for like to fill in like small little areas. 
But when you got a feeling like a big chunk, an area, I almost felt like that stuff's going to take forever to dry and it's going to fall apart at some point. Like, I don't, I just don't have confidence it's going to work, you know? And I started to uh, think like, what do I need? And then I remembered, oh, I have a, like a, a, an epoxy resin putty from Infinity Model. It's a two piece, you know, that it's almost similar to like Millie putt. You got two pieces, you got your hardener, you know, and then you got like the, the epoxy resin. And I went ahead and, and I was like, I'm going to go with this. So I mixed it up. It was very easy to apply. And, you know, it, it says give it 12 hours. After 12 hours, you could cut it, you could sand it, you could drill it. So I was like, cool, we're going we're gonna to go with that. I went ahead and I started to clean everything up and I just really love the way it looked. It shaped it. It doesn't even, it looks like it's part of the kit. Like it just looks so, so good once you primer it, right? And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I was so happy. You know, I was telling my friends, yo, this, this is a good putty right here because it does not smell. You could bust out with it. Um, you mix it up. You could use a little bit of water you know, to soften it, and it's going to get hard, and it, and it does, once, once it's those 12 hours, it's it's like rock hard, right there, and you can shape it to the way you want it, right, so I got all that done, and I would say that was probably like the hardest part, but then I noticed like the side of the, of the body kit, I had sanded too much on one area than the other, and it just was looking funky, that, you know, I know I'm noticing it, I don't know if anybody else is going to notice it, but I know it's bothering me. So I went ahead and I thought to myself, you know what? What's going to really clean that up? What's going to make it look super clean, right? So then I remembered I have like this like L-shaped um, styrene piece. So I went ahead and I applied it to each side and it was like it was like the, the size for it. And it fit clean. I was like, yo, this looks so much better from the sides. Now the next issue was the top. The top, there was some areas, like where, for example, where I sanded too much. Now there was like a gap, right? I needed to fill that in. So I was like, all right, let me put some putty in there. I started putting putty, but then the putty started acting up. It wasn't drying. I think what happened was is I didn't add too much hardener. And I remember seeing a video where this guy said, add a little bit more hardener. Because you're supposed to add the same amount of one on one, but this dude was saying like add a little more hardener, just so this way you know it does get hard. Because if you don't put enough, that thing's like never gonna be like strong and like hardy, right? So I put it on and you know like everything you know I thought it dried. I left I let it alone. Next day, I started going in there to like like kind of sand it and hit it with like my hobby knife stuff was coming out in clumps i was like yo this this isn't even dry like it's still past 12 hours and it didn't dry so i just took it all out i took it all out cleaned it up really nice and then i said you know what i'm just gonna go old school right here now in this part i'm just gonna apply glue so i applied all the the ca glue from bob smith industries accelerator boom it's filled up now now all i have to do is just sand it and primer it and we're done like that's pretty much it's all set and um Another another thing I felt like I was spending too much time was uh I don't know for for what reason but 
the front bumper from the kit, you know, I glued it to the body and that's all that had to be done, like to be left alone. But then I got into my head where I was like, oh, I'm going to smoothen this part right here. I'm just going to smoothen it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it look clean. Da, 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 da. I spent so I spent like two to three days like just sanding, sanding, putty, glue, whatever to get it smooth. And I was talking to my friend David, right? And I show David like, hey, check it out. I got it, you know, nice and smooth. And I got a uniform now with primer. And he was like, oh, that looks cool. And then he said, hey, um, our... He's like, maybe you already know. I don't know. And I could tell you maybe he didn't know how to really, like, how to tell me. He was being nice, you know, like how anybody would tell you. But I'm happy that he did tell me. He said, hey, are you, are you going to bring out the the lines from the door? I'm like, huh? Like, he had me thinking. Like, I was like, what? So I'm, I went back and I looked at high aces, like photos. I looked at the box art, everything. And, I, and then I saw what he was talking about. And I was like, oh, shoot. Those lines that I filled in, those are actually the lines to the door. So it was almost like if it was welded, like there's no way the, the doors are going to open. It's almost like every time everyone's going to get in, they're going to have to open the side doors or the back door to get in the car. So I was like, oh, man, it looks dumb. Like it just doesn't make any sense, right? And I'm sure a lot of people noticed it, but they just didn't say anything because maybe, you know, they had the assumption like, oh, maybe he'll bring them out later. But I, if he wouldn't have told me, I probably wouldn't have brought them out. I would have been too late so you know that that produced another uh that produced another problem right there but it was cool though because i was like well for something like that you know the solution is obviously going to be to scribe the the lines out and i have the scriber and i also have the guide tape and they're just straight lines so th this is going to be easy but I, but i'm going to take my time and be very careful too i'm not going to get too excited because you want to do it like in one take, you know, you don't want to like mess up and then now you, you're just creating more more problems. So I just, I took my time and I said, look, this is all I'm going to do tonight is just scribe this up. I'm done. That's it. Put it away and I'll work on it another day. And I went ahead and I did it. It's done. Um, all I have to do now is just uh, glue on the side view mirrors, primer those, um, primer a little bit of the areas. And that's pretty much going to be it. I mean, it's going to be ready for paint at this point. Um, interior, you know, I do have like a, a photo etch set that the kit came with that I, I do plan on using for it. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, and use that there. You know, um, the uh, as far as like the paint, like the color, you know, I've been, I've been looking at, at a lot of different pictures, trying to get an idea of what I should go with. I do like a lot of the, the chalk gray colors. I like those a lot. So it was a it was like a debate whether chalk and gray or maybe uh, like a blue like a like a dark night blue color. Cause I had seen this RWB Porsche that had this really nice blue color with some like um, like a gold. It had the the banner at the top of the front window in gold, and I was like, yo, that looks super dope too you know that caught my eye and i mean they also do these in like white black but i, I didn't want to go that that route so most likely it might be like a gray color that i'm gonna go with on the on the van and but I, I'm, I'm quite excited you know this is my first one 
that I'm super excited about. I know for sure I'll, I'll build more. I do want to build like more vans, you know, but that's the one thing, you know, lately that's been keeping me like at an all time, like, uh, I guess like a high, let's, let's say, you know, because I, I feel like I'm, I've dialed in my schedule, which I'm happy about where every day I feel like something's accomplished just trying to take advantage of like every day and you know it it's a trip because you know for my schedule just like there's work family and then later it could either be work again or it could be model building you know like like later at night and you know at first it seemed quite of a challenge but as time you know as we're going into the future a lot of things are changing, you know, uh, daughter's getting older. She's becoming a little bit more independent, more understanding. The communication is, is starting, you know, to, to grow more. And at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm enjoying that time with her. I'm enjoying family time with my fiance, like going out and doing stuff because it, it's like, it keeps, even though like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about model building and cars and everything 24-7. But at the same time, when I'm with them and stuff, it's like a good time to take a break from it. So this way, later, when I have my free time, it's like you come back to it with a fresh mind. You know, it's like, it's like hitting reset. And, you know, the, you know, doing the online store too. It, it's quite exciting because I feel like now um, I, f I feel more better being in that rotation and with uh, my distributors, things that are re being released. You know, in the very beginning, I thought, oh, man, like, you know, I could just order this and and they always it's always available. But then later I, I learned, you know, everything kind of comes in phases. Everything comes in seasons where you know, the productions are made with certain items and they're, they're going to be released on this date, on this year. And that's it. Once, once they're done, they're done. It might take a while till they go back and reproduce it again. You know, so a lot of the stuff, let's say that I really wanted in the beginning, I could not get because I had already, that boat sailed. Now it's almost like I'm at the docks now and I see all the boats lined up before they even take off. And I'm able to like, you know, uh, be able to get a ticket now to get in there, have that access, you know, all, all those things are, are pretty cool, you know, but you know, it, it had to happen like that though, for sure. And now, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself having this free time of being able to express myself with the model building back again. And it feels good, you know, um, you know, and also I want to thank you guys for not stop, like not stopping a build either, because, you know, there's so much content out there and stuff that you guys are producing, creating and putting it out that it definitely helps a lot. You know, it helps keep motivated. Uh, definitely things that are very influential that are out there. It's really, really cool. And when I have this opportunity to be able to work on something and share it, you know, it, it's just a reminder uh, of the community that you're a part of, you know, and 
and it's been fun it's, it's been a fun ride you know all these uh like just it makes you think a lot about the future you know of of what you want to bring to the table what is it that you want to do uh with it you know and there there's um there there's a lot of different things going on you know we got the the, the plastic world 124 scale and then we have the diecast world 164 scale and then we have the rc world now that has like i mean rc stuff's been around forever but you know this whole like little niche with well, I shouldn't even say little. This whole niche with Lowrider, you know, thanks to Jeffries, has like blown up like crazy. And that's the 118th scale. You know, it's it's nuts, you know, how, how big it is. But at the same time, like we're lucky that we're able to have that chance to dive into each and any one of those categories or sizes of scale. You know, you could be a you could be participating or be a fan of all three of them, you know, and none of those none of them um, like will, you know, shun you out or discriminate or whatever. Like it's all love, you know, uh, last Saturday I attended Hot Wheels like a Hot Wheels um, uh, show. It's not an official like, you know, like thrown by Hot Wheels. It's just. Everyone who's like a collector and a vendor who, you know, gets together. And I've gone to the show before at the park. It's just been a while. I have not gone in a while. So I was super stoked that I had the opportunity to go. I had some free time. And I wanted to uh, visit my friend Hayden, HHW Customs, on Instagram. And he's, he's been on the podcast as well as a guest. And, you know, it was nice to visit him, say what's up. And I was just curious to see what was out there, you know. And I picked up some uh, water slide decals that he's been producing. He's been killing it. I pretty much grabbed, you know, all the anime ones he had. I, I'm i like a sucker for those. I really like those anime um, water slide decals, you know, for the 164 scale. So I picked up, you know, some of his latest releases on there and then I just walked around and I even brought with me uh some of the uh Kaido House Mini GT wagons these new wagons that just came out they're super dope and I was like you know what I know I could I could you know just buy what I want get kind of crazy whatever because all these dudes are come on all these fools all these dudes are selling like Really nice stuff, you know, and cool prices too, you know. It's like a dollar, three bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, you know, and up, right? But then I'm like, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if if some people are down to trade, maybe for some of the stuff I have, but it'd be more fair if it's like the same brand, you know. And and yeah, there was this this dude that I met. We talked for a while, and he was down, you know, because I had the wagons already. He didn't even have them yet, but he wanted some. And he had some Kaido House cars that I didn't have. So I was like, dude, let's just do a trade. And we did an even trade. It was cool, you know, and um, I'll most likely see him again at the at the next time, you know, that I get the chance to go over there. Uh, but it was fun, you know. It, it was cool just seeing how active that scene is, you know, just seeing how everybody um, that's there is like, customizing you know 
buying like the decals, buying the wheels. Everyone's trying to do their own thing, you know. Everyone's trying to even just collect, like, you know, the, they're looking for a car, and and it's a trip. It's like every time I go there, there's always a car that's like everyone's raving over. You know, it's a hot car, and then the next time they do, it's like that car's done. Onto the next, and onto the next. So that world, it it's very interesting to follow. You know, it's very it's it's a trip. I wonder if there's anybody that's like doing statistics for it that has like a website just dedicated to that. I'm pretty sure that information would be very interesting to someone. And you know, now we have the RC stuff. You know, it's getting crazy. You know, I have a friend. He he has a company called RC Hub Connection, and they um, they machine these like small parts that go on the um, RC cars the impalas and at first i was like a c hub or what, what are you talking about you know then i got to see it for first hand and i got to see the whole thing and pretty much um what it is it's um it's pretty much a piece that connects with the upper and lower a-arms and and that piece connects to like the the wheel and I guess from like all the hopping, it's made out of plastic. So from all the hopping, it it breaks. It tends to break. It's just the, it's just the piece that's gonna break. So now, you know, he that was a problem. He created a solution, with, and with and it's called a C hub. So he created that solution. He's selling them, and people are using them. And I mean, they're they're loving it, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, like props to you do your thing for sure like you have to bring stuff like that and then you know other people are selling other stuff right like there's interiors there's like those little like speakers all this stuff all aftermarket stuff's like just blowing up i'm like dude that's dope like everyone has to that's the thing everyone has to push push forward bring awareness and once people start getting these uh pieces you know they start customizing their their cars it just elevates you know everything more and more the hobby so it it's pretty cool to be seeing all that and you know jerry's is actually going to be coming out to california later this year he's going to be coming out there's going to be an event so the event is going to involve cadillac fest it's going to involve a lowrider model car show and it's also going to involve an RC car show where I'm pretty sure they're going to do like hopping competition and also showcasing of uh, model cars. I mean model cars, showcasing of the RCs. But then, you know, obviously the model cars are going to be there as well. Let me go ahead and uh, I'm on my phone right now. I'm going to pull up the flyer. I'm going to give you guys the information. You know, I'll, uh, I'll shoot the information on future episodes but if you want to mark your calendar now um this is going to be taking place sunday october 16th from 10 a.m to 4 p.m it's free admission the name of the event is california love it's the lowrider model car show you know rc car show and also cadillac fest it's going to be if you want to if you have a, a model car and you want to participate and you just want to bring, you know, uh, let's just say one car or two or three, whatever. It's going to be $5 a car. 
but if you bring up to eight cars, it'll be uh, 25 bucks for eight cars. Another thing, if you um, need more info, you can call this number 657-505-7380. It's going to be taking place at the Zimmerman Automobile Driving Museum. This is at the 610 Lairport Street in the city of El Segundo, California, 90245. So this is pretty much, you know, LA area, but close to LAX, Los Angeles Airport, not too far from there. And just, you know, walking distance, there's restaurants, there's an in and out, there's different things. So, you know, there's places to eat. I'm pretty sure there'll be um, vendors selling food, stuff like that. You know, this is going to be an event, you know, one you definitely want to go to, especially if you're curious and wanting to know more about the Lowrider RC. I have never attended a Lowrider RC event. I would like to, and I have a feeling this is going to be my first one. You know, definitely want to be there, check out the model cars, and I also want to see the, the RC side of things just to see how things go down. But Jeffries will be there. He just released wheels too. Um, if you guys haven't checked them out, Check them out on Instagram at Jevries. That's J E V R I E S. Make sure you check him out there because, uh, you know, he, he's another person coming out with aftermarket products and stuff for the RC. So it's pretty cool to be seeing that right there. And, you know, I wanted to also bring up uh, lately this last month, uh, you know, of uh, May, there was a lot of. A lot of arrivals that showed up to the online store. A lot of model kits, die cast. It was just like a mix of everything that showed up that I was like, oh man, just when I thought that, you know, we're good, things are done, you know, Aoshima drop, cool. Hasegawa drop, cool. And then next thing you know, I get hit with like plots, or it's not plots, it's a new new hobby, but they, you know, they do like a collaboration with the plots and then uh the final one was like Fujimi. I was like, yo, that's like four different brands all in one month. You know, so definitely it was like a lot of pressure uh to be able to uh get all that product. And you know, when you have you know, it, it, I was talking to Casey about this. I was telling him, look, when you don't have the product you're stressing about getting it because you want to have it in your store. You want to make it available to your customers. And, you know, people are, are hitting you up for, um, you know, asking, do you have this? And, you know, you, and that's part of the job of like, you know, like customer service is providing your customers with what they want and need, you know. And and that's the thing. Like at first you're, you're kind of stressing like, man, you know. Mm. You you want to have the stuff, so then finally you get it. Now the next the next thing that kicks in is you need to you need to like promote it. You need to bring awareness. You need to let people know that you got it. You have it. It's available. It's here in the U.S. and and it's there. You know, obviously you're not gonna force people to buy it. You can't do that. You know. But as any business is you just promote, you know, people advertise on TV, radio, you know, Internet, whatever. For me, it's 
Instagram and Pinterest and, you know, wherever, whatever channel, Twitter, anything social media, those are my outlets. And obviously I have a website, so everything's already on the net. And that's another, so, but that's, that's the thing. Like when you're promoting, you're like hoping of selling, right? Because you want to generate these sales. So this way you get rid of the product to make more space, to be able to get more product in and kind of keep that cycle going. But then at the same time, while that cycle is going, you also have to set some future goals as to like, okay, I know this rotation is going to keep going on, right? You're going to get product in, you're going to sell it, you're going to get more product in, you're going to sell it, you're going to get more. But obviously there's going to be some stuff that's going to kind of stay behind. Not everybody's going to pick everything up. So you always kind of have to make some room and and to tuck some stuff away because it'll sell, but you just don't know when it's going to sell, you know? And the stuff that's hot, I mean, that stuff will be there for a day or two and it's gone. Like next next day it's all gone and you have all this room again. But if you don't plan, you're just going to be treading water. You're just going to be like in the middle all the time and it's not going to go anywhere. You're just, this, the hustle is just going to stay the same all the time till you get burned out and that's it. You know, you give up, you're done. And I don't want to do that, obviously, you know, so I'm starting to, to set some goals For myself, I'm starting to tell myself, like, all right, I need to set a budget of how much money I need to set aside before the end of this year. If I if I reach this goal, then I'll be in a better position to now start looking into a place to move into and start operating from it. And, you know, I have to think about these things and I got to, you know, because I, w- I want to make this happen and I want to do it, you know, in, in the right, like timely manner without rushing it, without pressuring that like, oh, I got to have it by next month. No, I know the timing will come. Everything will come into place. All the, the, it's a puzzle right now, you know, all the pieces are going to fit and then we'll see the, the, the picture, you know, of the layout and everything. But for now, you know, I can't, I can't just start looking at places and negotiating, whatever, you know, if I haven't reached my goal yet. So I got to reach my goal. Once I reach that goal, I'm going to move forward, you know, but I have to work hard though. You know, I have to promote what I have. I have to showcase it. I have to use it. I got to do so many things, you know, it's just part of the job. It's, it's, it's part of the grind and you learn, you learn along the way. But once I reach that goal, you know, the goal for sure is to have a headquarters, Scale Riders headquarters operating from there. But at the same time, you know, I would want to, the reason why I call it, I want to call it a headquarters and HQ is because to me, an HQ is like a place where you meet, right? If you're a model builder, and nobody in your family builds but you. Or you have, you know, a big group of friends or whatever, and you're the only one that model builds and has the interest, and nobody else does. It's almost like you feel like an outsider, right? And and you're not sure if that support is there. 
you feel like it is, but then the minute you start getting into it, they might be like, hey, you know, go paint outside or, or don't do that here. It smells or, you know, or I just don't want to hear the sound of sanding <laughs> or I don't know. You're getting dust everywhere, right? And you feel out of place like, like man, I, I can't be doing this here. So it would be kind of cool to have a headquarters where, you know, part of, you know, being in a community is having a spot to hang out. And work on stuff, you know, being able to like come through, say what's up, work on your builds, talk, you know, talk with people. And then eventually if you run into an issue with the build, you get some help and then you knock it out right there. You know, you, you it, it feels good to get out of the house. You know, you're in a different setting. And then you go back like, oh, I'll work on it, you know, next time. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things that go into it you know it's almost like for those that play like basketball you get out of the house and you go play ball at the park those that play you know baseball you know I was gonna say flag football but just football straight up you know like people could play in the street pushing you into a car or tackling you <laughs> on the gravel and that would hurt uh or you know just go to the park and play you know skaters I mean before People would be skating in front of their pad, and then parents were like, hey, get out of here. Hey, you know? Hey, I'm going to call the police. No, I'm playing. But you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, my mom would be like, hey, like, mucho ruido. like get out of here. Fuck. And then um, I would just scram. But next thing you know, it's like, oh, we're skating in front of the school. Oh, we're skating in the park. You know, and, and now the, the group gets bigger. Now you're you're skating with like a huge squad of people. Eventually, you know, things change. Oh man, we and now we have a skate park that becomes like your headquarters, your HQ. That's your meeting grounds. That's like a spot where the squads are, are kicking it, line up, whatever. You know, that's your spot. You got a spot to go to. You know, and and I would want something like that too. You know, I know for sure. You know, during closing hours, it's like those are the business hours. You know, those those are the times where things are getting packaged, put together, being shipped out. But once that's done, then you know, the floors have to open, the the tables have to be open. You know, for for people to come through, work on stuff, and like just kick it, and you know, feel good knowing they could go somewhere and be able to do something where no one's going to tell them, like, yo, you can't do that, or, oh, the smell, or whatever, you know, it's too loud, the compressor's too loud, you know, all, all those things, definitely, or even for someone that wants to learn, you know, what if somebody wants to learn how to do something, they could, they could learn there, you know, uh, all, all these things will come into play in the future, because I know for sure they're going to happen, I'm going to make them happen, you know, once it's in my head, that's it. Like, it's in there, and, and I just, you know, it, it's all about setting the goal and following the, the phases, right? You could say that right now I'm in the, you know, laying down the primer, laying down, you know, sanding, you know. Right right now the, the store is not built, you know. It's not ready. It's not painted. It's not nothing like that. You know, everything's internal right now. You know, I'm prepping the pieces. That's what I'm doing. I'm mocking stuff up, but it's not not going to be done. You know, it takes time. You know, using that as an analogy, because 
we all build model cars. But, you know, it'll, it'll happen. It'll definitely happen. And, you know, I, li I like talking about these things because I know that once I'm at that point, I get, I want to like listen back to myself and be like, dang, you know, like, I just want to trip myself out, I guess, you know, but at the same time, it's another way to just motivate myself to, to go out and do it. And, you know, anybody could do it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. You know, you got a new job or you're thriving to be the best at this or whatever it is, it's possible. So leaving at that right there. You know, the goals are in place. We'll see what's up in the future. You guys that are listening to this podcast, you know, hopefully you guys, you know, will start to see little things, you know, little changes, little updates. I'll let you guys know as we go, you know. But for now, it's it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying all this stuff right now. Building, family, you know, the podcast. It's been fun, man. Like, I like that I have, like, a set schedule, you know, just, I'm loving it right now, like recording, you know, I, I wish I would have had a guest for this week, but there's just so much stuff that goes on every weekend or not weekend, every week that, I, that I'm like, man, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. So I'm going to, I'm going to see what's up later, man, to do some like bonus episodes, you know, in, in between the, the podcast episodes where I interview guests, you know, I'm going to try to slide some of those in there as well. I got to do some more commute ones, even if they're short, even if they're like 15 minutes, 20 minutes long, or if it goes up to like an hour, you know, I got to, there's just so much stuff to talk about, right? So many different topics and things I want to bring up. Yeah. But with that said, I'm going to wrap up this episode. This is episode number 169, 65 Lokes checking out. If you guys have any questions or are looking for anything in particular, that I have don't have in the site, please let me know. Hit me up. You know, just keep me posted. What is it that you're looking for? What is it that I should have in the store? Um, you know, because right now we're getting a little bit of everything. Obviously, the model car kits, cattle house, mini GT, tarmac works, die cast stuff, all that good stuff. So uh, hit me up at scale riders on Instagram or at 65 looks underscore. All right, guys. I hope you guys are good. Please take care. And have a good weekend. Peace.